The Convention Collective at New York Comic Con 2023. In conversation with David Papos. Hi, this is Dan in New York Comic Con 2023 with David Pepos, writer of the new book from Matthew, which just came out, The Devil That Wears My Face. Going to be talking about that and some other stuff. So, so David, our, one of our reviewers, he recently read the book, and um, The Devil Who Wears My Face, and he basically says, what a great and intriguing starting, loves the premise. Where did you come up with the idea for that big plot twist that really separates this story from all other exorcist-style books or movies out there? Yeah, well, you know, this really kind of came from me uh, checking off two boxes on my to-do list at the same time. Every time I start a new project, I usually check a few things off my list, and uh, but every time I finish a book, I tend to add more things. Um, I've wanted to do a horror book for some time. Um, I've never really tackled the genre before, uh, but also uh, I've wanted to do a body swap book in the longest time. Um, so I've been trying to figure out different ways of doing that body swap PC. And as I was talking with Mad Gabe and we were bouncing ideas around, we all really gravitated to this idea of doing, like, the supernatural horror version of a body swap story. Right. And so um, that's really how it, how it kind of came together, uh, was just like, yeah, like, how do you, what's, what's you know, if Face Off was sort of a, a, a little bit more of a, of a real-world take, uh, you know, with, like, heightened science, uh, what's the sort of the supernatural answer to that? And right. And we came upon exorcism. So, uh, yeah, that's how it came together. Now, the book features a lot of religious imagery and background. Did you, have, did you have to do a lot of research to write the book? Oh, yeah. Uh, ton. I did research on the history of the Catholic Church uh, from its beginning, uh, from the Vatican, from its founding. I did research on every single pope, uh, trying to figure out just, like, what was the best uh, uh, time period in this book. Right. Um, so, like, Pope Clementi, um, from, he, he died in 1740. Um, that's a real-life pope. Okay. Um, that was the pope in 1740. Um, and so I thought it was really interesting. He really was blind and bedridden towards the end of his career, um, you know, and he really represented uh, a church in decline. Um, the Vatican's finances were in shambles. Um, there was growing threats from the, from the Freemasons. Um, you know, there was a lot of controversy going on uh, with the Roman ghetto. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, it really felt like, to me, the perfect time period to... Uh, it, it felt like like everything was a powder keg, and you know, <laughs> having somebody like Legion uh, uh, intrude on that, it really is kind of the, the, the match that might set everything in place. <laughs> now, how many times did you watch Exorcist? Oh, I watched I watched that. I watched so many demonic possession movies. Um, they were great. Uh, you know, it, it, it's such a fun and unique genre. Um, I watched it. Uh, I watched movies, uh, uh, The Exorcist, uh, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. The, the, uh, the Haunting of Emily Rose, um, The Possession with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, okay. the Jewish tape on uh, Demonic Possession. That was a really interesting movie. Um, yeah, really just, it's a wide gamut. Um, and uh, I was just consuming everything I possibly could as I wrote this book. Um, just trying to find something, uh, trying to figure out kind of what are the, the expected staples of the genre, but also where can I find ways to add a new twist? And right. kind of the rules of exorcism. Uh, and I find that uh, exorcism and possession, in certain ways, um, they're two sides of the same coin, and they have interesting mythologies and rules behind them that we're able to really lead into both of them for the double version of base. Nice. Now, can you tell us a little bit about the process and how the creation of the book like this is brought to light? Yeah. So, uh, how do I put this book together? Well, uh, 
Uh, I do a lot of research um, at the jump, and I, I, I consume a lot of media in the genre. Right. Uh, just to get my head in the right space. And then um, I tend to write a, a pretty detailed treatment on, uh, on, on all of this. Um, you know, uh, really just the prose version of this book. I don't get in my head on the pacing. I don't get in my head on any... Unless there's a cool line of dialogue that pops out of me at that moment. Right. It's just figuring out the, 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 the linear narrative from point A to point B to point C. Um, and that way I can kind of break up my pacing and figure out, like, how does each issue kind of flow. And then once I have that locked down, then I can play around with it a little in the scripting stage. I can figure out how do I pace this. Uh, you know, what's the cool page turns? What's the cool splash pages? Are there any cool lines of dialogue? Are there any uh, three lines of characterization that pop out of me? Right. Oh, and so it's 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 really um, I write the treatment in the way that maybe like uh, a musician might write down sheet music. Okay. And then the scripting is when you're playing the music and you're really yeah. kind of uh, interpreting it in your own way. So um, yeah, I tend to go panel first, then dialogue. Uh, uh, that's sort of how I keep everything uh, uh, together. But I do know of other writers who do it the opposite way. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, you know, once the scripts are done, um, you know, I, I talk with, um, I tend to talk with my artists as much as I can about, um, you know, at the thumbnail stage. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, Alex Corbett has been such a great collaborator. We're very collaborative on the whole thing. Right. And, um, yeah, uh, we got ourselves a book. <laughs> Now, speaking of Alex Cormack, did you pitch the book to him, or did Matt Cave suggest it? How did that come about? No, I actually, I, I suggested Alex to Matt Cave. Okay. Um, you know, as we were putting scripts together, we were talking about, like, who would be the perfect artist for this book. Right. I've been a huge fan of Alex's since his work on Sync. Okay. Um, loving his work at IDW, Road of Ball and Sea of Sorrows, Breath of Shadows, uh, Crimson Cage at AWA's, upcoming Drive Like Hell with Rich Duick. Right. Dark Horse. Um, so I've been a, a big fan of Alex for a long time. We've been friends uh, on the convention scene for a while. And so um, uh, Mad Cave is like, we love Alex. Um, do you know him? Can yeah. you give an introduction? So I emailed Alex, and I just said, hey, like, here's the pitch. What do you think? And Alex just went bananas over it. Yeah. Um, so it really was a slam dunk um, getting him on the book. He really, um, he's the heart and soul of the devil wears my face. Um, he does such a great job. Establishing like the mood and atmosphere of the horror, but also the acting of it all. Right. Um, you know, every character makes very deliberate choices um, in terms of, of their expressions, and so uh, Alex does a, a really great job. And I love, I love working with him. Now, this is your first book for Matt Cave. How's the experience been as compared to working with large publishers like you are currently with all kinds of your Marvel stuff? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, when, when you're working in a place like Marvel, um, you know, you're navigating a shared universe. Right. Um, so you're figuring out like. How does my book fit within that shared universe? And figuring out, like, you know, um, what characters can I use? Are they being used elsewhere? Are there characters that kind of fulfill a similar role that aren't being used? Right. Um, so, uh, where's the devil that wears my face? You were really, you're, you know, someplace like Mad Cave, you're focusing just on this book. Right. Um, you, don't, you don't really have to think about what other books are going on, if, if that might impact any plans that you have. Um, and I think, you know, like, uh, the, there's more lead time going right. on this. Uh, devil... Uh, I think uh, I t- started talking to Matt Cave about leading into this project. It was two years ago. Oh, geez. Uh, so, you know, uh, we had a lot of, of development time, uh, whereas, you know, working in a place like Marvel, we are working at a monthly schedule. Right. So it's a matter of kind of getting that, uh, you know, that speed. Um, and you don't really have uh, a lot of time 
trying to second guess. Uh, so yeah, it's it's very different. It's sort of a sprint versus a marathon. Right. Uh, and uh, but yeah, I think um, I'm I'm very proud of the work that I've been lucky enough to do at both places. So uh, yeah, just a really great places. I will say, uh, 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 it, you know, I will say the one cool thing is that um, just the, 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 the caliber of editors that I've, I've been able to work with in both places, um, you know, uh, uh, Mike Martz, you know, um, Christina Harrington, you know, they have both, I, I've actually known both of them on Aftershock. I actually knew Mike Martz when he was an editor at DC. Okay. I, I interned for Mike when first industry job, whereas, you know, working in Marvel, working with, uh, you know, established veterans like Tom Freeboard, like, um, it's really great to be working with such just A-list editors who really know um, the, the, the fundamentals of storytelling. And are, I, I feel like I learned so much working with them. And it, uh, every project I do, uh, it really it keeps leveling me up as a writer. Now, lastly, since it's Halloween season, what's your favorite horror character or movie? Ooh, uh, my favorite. Well, my favorite horror movie is Twenty Eight Days Later. Uh, my favorite horror character. Uh, probably Jeff Goldblum in The Fly. Okay, good uh, choice. Yeah, uh, 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 Fly. Uh, that's pretty fun. Uh, so yeah, I think those would be my favorites. <laughs> and where can people find out more about you online and follow you? Yeah, they can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Blue Sky at Pepos D, David Pepos Comics on Facebook, uh, davidpepos.com, or uh, visit my web or my newsletter at bit.ly slash pepnews. And any last words for our listeners? Yeah, uh, listen, if you're a fan of Face Off, The Exorcist, The Count of Monte Cristo, uh, you are going to love The Devil Wears My Face. It's uh, unlike any other horror book on the stands. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, uh, I'm so proud of that book. Uh, so I can't wait for you all to read it. It's a great read. Thank you for your time, David. Thank you.